Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Riot Podcast. I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving, and uh, this 2020 has been rough to us, but hopefully these holidays are a little bit better. If fantasy football has been rough for you, then listen closely, because we're going to try and give you some tips, because I'm on the rise in our league, and Kirby is, what are you, second in our league right now? I'm right now, I'm third in my league, third in our league. All right, you play Lil Hill. I just beat Lil Hill. He is first in our league. Yep, and I get uh, most of my players back, you know, minus uh, one of the games that we're going to be talking about real quick, uh, Houston versus Detroit. I'm going to be missing Kenny Galladay. Uh, he, he right now is still out, still injured with that hip injury. Uh, so Matthew Stafford is going to be having it tough uh, going, playing Houston. Uh, playing At least he's playing Houston at home. Uh, but only having, you know, Marvin Jones Jr. and Marvin Hall, you know, still not a bad receiving core, but definitely not, you know, what you what you want with Minitron out, you know. Yeah, and uh, Minitron's going to hurt him being out. Uh, they always love going to that guy, and it's going to suck having to watch him on Turkey Day without Kenny Galladay. Uh, last week they were horrible. Um, Lions have not been good without all their stars. They haven't really had much of a pass rush in a couple of weeks because on their defensive side. And the team's just not looking too well. And with Houston coming in off of a big win against the Patriots, uh, I got to go with Houston in this game if we're talking about the actual game. And it's tough for me to play Lions players, especially Matthew Stafford with his number one wide receiver out. Yeah, but at least he gets DeAndre Swift back this week. That's going to be a big plus uh, to their game, you know. But uh, honestly, AP's been looking like he's the AP of old Yeah, still. I mean, he still has some kick to him, bro. AP's going to get his uh, his average his average yards up every carry. So, I mean, AP is going to run the ball on the ground, but they've been missing DeAndre Hopkins with that uh, third dimension of the offense. I mean, they have – DeAndre on, Swift. Yeah, DeAndre Swift. They have on Johnson, but he's just not been good this season. I mean, I love on Johnson. I love watching him play at Auburn. And I know he has a lot of clapbacks on Twitter whenever people talk about how he's not performing. But in fantasy, he just has not been good. I mean, he's been – even last week when it was just him and AP, he didn't produce anything pretty much. So, it's tough to trust uh, on. And it's tough to trust AP, especially nowadays when he's getting up in age. So if DeAndre Swift's there, they're definitely going to use him because they need him. Yeah, and on the other side of the ball, you know, Houston, uh, Randall Cobb's been kind of getting a boost in targets lately uh, from what I'm seeing in that slot spot. And also uh, Brandon Cooks has also been still doing pretty well this season. Probably uh, I'd say low end wide receiver one for that. Uh, Houston team, the way they like to go for the deep balls, and as well as uh, Will Fuller also being a low-end one. Yeah, Will Fuller's definitely been the star of the uh, team this year for Houston. But, uh, again, having DeAndre Hopkins has – or not having DeAndre Hopkins this season has showed very big. And with David Johnson out, the guy that they got for DeAndre Hopkins – being out. Uh, Duke Johnson's been filling in pretty nicely last week. Mm-hmm. He had a tough week his first start, but he's, yeah, he seemed to bounce back against the Patriots. What do you think he's going to do against these Lions? Uh, against these Lions, I think uh, with Houston, I think they're probably going to grab the grab the lead pretty early. And they're once they do that, they're definitely going to lean on Duke Johnson. I think Duke Johnson has a 
pretty decent day. I mean, you know, the the Lions D D line. I mean, they're not the greatest, but they can still hold their own. They still hold their own pretty well against the rush. Not the best as uh, you would hope, but uh, I think Duke Johnson will have probably a mid running back one day. You know, posting about fourteen, fifteen fantasy points. Yeah, if you if you got a. You're definitely going to be watching the running backs in this game, unless you have Deshaun Watson or uh, Will Fuller. Um, then you're probably just going to be waking up in the morning. The game's at 11:30, so it's it's a little bit earlier than usual. So you're probably going to be waking up on Thanksgiving, just hopefully seeing if you have any good waiver mm-hmm. running back points in your flex. Um, personally, I think Houston's defense is actually going to have a good day, bro. I think. Uh, with J.J. Watt, I think they're going to get a few sacks. I mean, personally, I played defense when I was in high school, and uh, I actually loved uh, going out in the mornings and playing defense. It actually it felt better. I could actually – you know, the, the wide receivers are a little groggy too, you know. And it's going to be an 1130 game on uh, tomorrow. So I can kind of see Houston – or the Houston defense pulling a, a decent day, at least 10 fantasy points, 9 to 10 fantasy points in my opinion. Yeah, well, it's it should be probably. I don't know if it's going to be a high scoring game or a low scoring game or a blowout, but I do know Deshaun Watson, Duke Johnson. You can try Houston's defense this week. That's a good stream. Uh, but uh, DeAndre Swift, those guys are going to be the main highlights of the week, more than likely. And the second game we have on Thursday for Thanksgiving is Washington at. Dallas. So Dallas is coming off of a big win, and I mean a big win. They shut down a three-game winning streak for the Vikings last week on the road, and that gets them going. I mean, Andy Dalton played good football. You like to see him hang in there for four quarters and win a game. And last time they played Washington, Andy Dalton took a big hit to the chops. Uh, he That was the game where he got a concussion. And it was also raining, muddy, you know, typical Washington football at FedEx Field. So um, this game's in Dallas and Jerry World. They got the turf. Is they're probably gonna have fans. You know, it's it's Dallas. So I think Dallas is really gonna bounce back against Washington. I think they have the better team, and I feel like their offense is together now. And they're going to have, like I said, they got fans. They're going to have mm-hmm. the support of the Dallas Cowboys nation. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't always work, but, I mean, if they play they, like they did against the Steelers, they're going to get a turkey day dub. Yeah. And from what I'm seeing on this, uh, this Dallas team, I mean, their defense is showing up at least a little bit now. But uh, on the offensive side, you know, Andy Dalton's completing passes to – the receivers that he needs to complete it to, you know, he has his first round draft pick and CD Lamb that's popping off this season. Honestly, I think he's back to his low end uh, wide receiver one numbers that you that you want to see from a rookie or maybe high end wide receiver two. I mean, he has a really high ceiling. Honestly, he's, he's the wide receiver two on that offense, but he plays like a wide receiver one. He's so big and he makes great plays, a lot like Justin Jefferson. Uh, me and Kirby saw them two play in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl last year uh, when Jefferson was with LSU and CeeDee Lamb was with Oklahoma. And when you see somebody ball like that in person, you kind of really get a uh, actual feel for their skill whenever you see them like that. And just to see them ball out and see them balling out now in the league 
it says a lot to me and Kirby. So we were, we're really high on those guys, C.D. Lamb and Justin Jefferson. And rookie wide receivers have been really good. On, and year. honestly, I think uh, both of these guys are even for redraft leagues. They're even pushing for, for redrafts, honestly. Mm-hmm. especially Justin Jefferson, the way that he's popping onto the scene. He's posting numbers almost like Adam Thielen is right now. Yeah. I mean, almost similar numbers. I mean, he's still posting those wide receiver two numbers every now and then, but Dallas defense did do very well last week, so I can see the, the drop in that. Yeah, well, how do you think that uh, – speaking of wide receivers against the Dallas defense, how do you think that Terry McLaurin's going to do against these Dallas Cowboys? Uh, from what I'm seeing, I mean, Dallas is – Secondary still isn't the best. I mean, their D-line, it's really their D-line and their linebackers that are holding their own in Dallas. And I, Terry McLaurin matches up very well against almost every single corner out there. And he's getting majority of the targets. He's he's hogging all the targets pretty much from Alex Smith right now. Mm-hmm. And also the also the tight end right now. I mean, it's just him. It's just him and the right and the tight end Thomas right now. Uh, yeah, Logan Thomas has been playing good football. Another tight end to watch in this matchup is going to be Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz has been pretty slow with the Ben DiNucci era and Garrett Gilbert coming in there, but I think he'll bounce back here in Thanksgiving against the Washington Redskins. And another play on the Washington Redskins I like to talk about is Antonio Gibson. I played against him last week. I saw this guy keeps on getting points, keeps on getting points. He's a rookie running back. Do you think he can do good against this Dallas front? Uh, I think he'll do very well against this Dallas front, especially since that's kind of what Washington's game plan is. They're very run heavy. Uh, I, I can honestly see Gibson honestly getting 20-plus 20, 20 fantasy points. I honestly think this is going to be a shootout game. Really? And probably the best, probably honestly the best game, the game of the day, personally. I think that if it's going to be a shootout, then Washington has to score the ball on defense. Uh, their offense is good, but it's just not as explosive like we we haven't seen them be explosive this season. I mean, it goes the same way with Dallas, though. Dallas offense isn't really explosive this season. I mean, they get a few. They haven't been good. explosive since they had Dak, really. Yeah. Not but, last week was the first real performance that we've seen that could relate, you know. Yeah. But moving on from that matchup, we got Chargers-Bills. Uh, Chargers defense honestly showing up this year, and they're showing that their secondary is nothing to mess with right now. And uh, the Bills, they're coming off a pretty good pretty good win, pretty good performance last week. Uh, Steph- or the week before, Stephon Diggs showing up. He's showing to have a real wide, high end wide receiver one numbers right now. He's showing up in the top ten uh, in fantasy right now for wide receivers. Yeah, Stephon Diggs is a baller, and uh, if you talk about secondaries, someone who's been torching secondaries has been Justin Herbert. So we'll see if Justin Herbert can keep a consistent flow of offense going against the Bills and Bills Mafia. This game is in Buffalo. So um, we're going to see if they can sustain the cross-country travel. We're going to see if they can uh, keep balling during the inclement weather. It's probably going to be windy up in Buffalo. It's probably going to be very cold, too. Yeah, so that's not that's not Los Angeles-type weather. But um, I, like, I like what I've seen from Herbert this season. And honestly – I mean, the guy has been just – he hasn't said anything. Got him a haircut. Everybody was hating on it. 
Honestly, I don't think Justin care Justin Herbert cares about how his hair looks. I mean, that's why he freaking shaved most of it all off. He's like, I, I'm just trying to ball. I need I, to get it out of my eyes. He needs to see his, see the guy make I his legit, reads. I legit I legit think Justin Herbert literally thought to himself, "Eh, I'm gonna be wearing a helmet anyway. What's the what's the point in getting a good haircut?" Yeah, he always wore that little hairband. Like it didn't look like he cared about how his hair looks. Yeah. It doesn't look like he cares about what people think about him. Either. This man's out there to, to play win. football. Yeah, yeah, he's there to win. Yeah, and, they've, and that's one thing that they haven't been doing, but it's not Herbert's fault. I mean, like I said, he's been tearing up defenses. It's just uh, the secondary for Los Angeles is good. They just have to put it all together. They, they're so good at losing football games, it's ridiculous. They should have so much better, such a better record than they have right now. Exactly. But, and you know, like, also coming back from, uh, I believe, coming back from injury, uh, you got John Brown. Uh, he got a little injured the week before uh, last week, and uh, been limited pretty pretty much since then. But you know they kind of need this. They kind of need John Brown to get this offense rolling. I mean, Stephon Diggs he can carry the load. He's proven that he can carry the load. But without John Brown, everybody just keys in on him and keys in on Knox, and it's hard to throw the ball. Yeah, uh, it's, and Tyler Croft too. So. And you know their run deep or, or their running is not really the best. Their rushing is no. not the best. Devin Singletary has been a huge letdown this season. Let's be honest. And yes. Zach Moss seems like he's better just from whenever he does get the touches. I think that they just really need to get that committee going because uh, it's obvious one of them is not going to carry the team. They just need to whenever they need to run, they just need to get produ- good production out of both of them. Personally, I don't I don't know why they haven't done it. I mean. <laughs> This guy balled out in college, but yeah. TJ Yeldon. I mean, they, yeah. I don't think they even have him signed right now, or even or on the active roster. Yeah, but so this, this is an opinion, opinionated part of the video. Like CJ Yeldon's not a bad player, and they he's rarely active. Like they obviously have running back issues. Like they need a three-headed committee at running back. That's the one team that needs team. it, and they won't do it. Or at least, or at least. Put TJ Yeldon in and drop Singletary to inactive because Singletary honestly is showing to be yeah, out of all three of those running backs the least productive back. And maybe it's their O line because I mean, Josh, we we don't know it because I mean Josh Allen has the ability to get out of pressure, stiff arm a guy in the pocket and get away from it. But like maybe it's the O line because Singletary was showing a lot of promise last season and this season he's just not been very good. But we're going to move it on to the next one. Uh, we're probably going to go with the Bills in this game, realistically, even though we like uh, – Even though we like Justin yeah. Herbert, yeah. But the next game we're going to go to is the Cardinals at New England to face the Patriots. And uh, battle of the number one QBs with Cam Newton and uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's been balling this season. He's one of the top QBs in the league. Uh, Cam's struggled last week, but he's – the Patriots as a team have been picking it up. Uh, they're probably not going to have Julian Edelman this week. He should be back either next week or the week after. But um, Damian Harris is the real spark of this offense that was needed bad. Exactly. They needed a guy who could stand out and just bell cow, tote the, tote the rock all day. And that's been Damian Harris. Uh He's not gonna. He's not gonna give you like thirty points like Dalvin Cook is, or but like is. Derrick, or like Derrick Henry posting yeah. at least twenty with the rushes. But 
yeah, I yeah, I can see what you I see what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. he get I mean last week he had eleven rushes, forty three rush yard. I mean that's over a that's over four yards of carry. And uh got a rushing touchdown in the process. And he he was your guy last last week. I'm very happy you traded traded him to me. Yeah. Appreciate a bunch. But the week before, he didn't even score a touchdown, still got twelve fantasy points. Yeah, at 121 rush yards. He this, gets his yards very well. He likes, like, he likes getting 100 uh, yard rushing games, which is good for him and for his future and for fantasy. I mean, he's all he's guaranteed 10 yard, 10 points pretty much. Uh, I'd like to see them throw throw the ball to him a little bit more, like they do to James White. But that's just not his role right now. That's obviously James James White's role. Mm-hmm. But with uh, Rex Burkhead going on IR. Uh, hopefully he gets better soon. Uh, they may start throwing it to Damian Harris a little bit more. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I'm liking, honestly, what I'm seeing now from the Patriots. I mean, they, they leaned on the run game. They've shown that they can run the ball. And now that they're showing that they can run the ball, now they're showing they can run the play action, throwing it to Demir Bird now. He got him some – very amazing catches. I watched yeah. I watched a little bit of that game. Demir Bird's a really good receiver, and he's a guy who dates back to Cam Newton's Carolina days. Like, yeah, they drafted Demir Bird, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, they uh, Cam's got a good rapport with uh, Demir Bird. And if we're talking about – we've been talking about guys that just haven't been pr- producing today. So, I'm going to throw in Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry has pretty much been one of the worst wide receivers in fantasy football. I'm just going to run through some stats. And it's no no, no hate towards Nikhil, but he just has not done good this season. Uh, you look at Nikhil Harry. All right, so the first game, he gets four points. All right, he loses a fumble. He has five catches. Then the second game against Seattle, he gets – Eight catches and 72 yards, but he has 12 targets, a couple drops. And then against Las Vegas, he has a rushing attempt, four, four targets, two catches. He's supposed to be the number one wide receiver of this offense. Kansas City, where you need to score points, you need a big possession receiver for Cam to throw to. He gets uh he gets one, he gets three catches and his first touchdown. He's had one touchdown all season. And he just has done nothing. He's been out. He hasn't even been out for most games, and he'll get zero. He got one catch off of two targets against San Francisco. Uh, against Denver, he had a chance to catch a game-winning pass or a game a pass to keep the game alive, and he just didn't run the right route on a fourth down. You have to run that route right to get the first, or else you lose the game, and he didn't do it right. Cam throws a ball in the grass and Cam and, gets flagged for it. Yeah, and even in week ten, even I mean he was hurt week eight and week nine, but week ten against Baltimore, he didn't even get a single target. Yeah. Man, so, didn't get a single target. He's he, supposed to be the number one wide receiver on the team. He was a number one draft pick. Uh, that's that's what's unacceptable. You're exactly. a number one draft pick and your best game in one, two, three, four, five weeks is six points. Meanwhile, you have wide receivers who were drafted in the first round, C.D. Lamb and Justin Jefferson, who are just tearing it up on other teams. Like, they need Nikhil Harry to do something, especially for the Patriots. Like, they need this, to just get him. They need to get his head out of his butt somehow, man. He's I don't know what's up with him, but it's, it's, it's something to that effect. And then you look at this guy who nobody knows about, 
uh, Jacoby Myers exactly. is just proving that it's not the Patriots' fault that he can't catch the ball. It's not Cam's fault. Jacoby Myers has been balling. He's been throwing touchdown passes. Like exactly. he's a former quarterback. Like how can you be a wide no, number one pick wide receiver and then have a former quarterback do better in fantasy than you on offense? Like he just be a better football player too. Exactly, dude. I mean, he he's just showing up to be a better football. He's showing up to be almost like a Taysom Hill. I saw him play. Player. I saw him play in preseason a couple years ago, and I was like, "This Jacoby Myers guy is really good." And I saw, I just haven't seen anything from Nikhil Harry. But a couple nice catches, but that's it. <laughs> like he just has not been good enough. But we're gonna, I'm not gonna waste time on dogging to kill Harry because I think he's a good player with a lot of upside. He's just got to show it, you know? Yeah. But on the other side of the ball, you got Arizona. And, I mean, Kyler Murray, he's just – that dude's just showing to be something else. Bro. I, yeah. Personally, I have Kyler Murray in my top five quarterbacks this season. He's one of the top five quarterbacks this yeah. season, 100%. A little backstory: Me and Kirby used to love playing NCAA 14, and I would always use Kyler Murray and just – make Kirby so mad by running around with Kyler Murray. And, like, I think Kirby's seen, too, this year, like, it's not that unrealistic how I played with Kyler Murray because he just runs around and just runs away from people simply, just like that. Like, he will take one step to the side, and he's already five yards ahead of you. Yeah, I, I mean, Kyler Murray is just – I mean, he's, he's proven it to do it with his legs. He's, he's a real-life video game and he, he, player. It, <laughs> it's almost like he's a – just a human joystick for quarter for quarterback. I mean, you don't really see that too much, too much of that at quarterback at all. I mean, the only person who could really do it, you know, on the other hand, is probably like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But you know, Kyler Murray's so short, you don't really, you don't really. He's so fast, and he's fast. Quick. He's fast and quick. So what? So what? Like you don't. What you don't think he'll do is he'll. <coughs> what you don't think he'll do is those sixty yard, fifty, sixty yard bombs to New Hopkins. I mean, the, the dude's proven to not just do it with his legs, but with his arm, proven that he can read, anticipate defenses. I mean, the Heisman, the Heisman commercial that I saw with uh, – Yeah, with Tim Tebow with, with Tim anticipation. Tebow. Yeah. yeah, the anticip- – I mean, like, he's showing, like, he. that's what he's – that's what he's there for. And New Hopkins, one of the, being one of the best fantasy receivers this year, I mean, he's dropped in he's dropped in the standings a little bit, but you know that's no fault to him at all. I mean, that their team is honestly just stacked full of receivers. You got, I mean, you got Isabella, yeah. Christian Kirk <laughs> alongside. Yeah, we we know about the wide receivers. Uh, Nuke also, is Nuke; he's the man. Uh, and then we have Christian Kirk, who's a really good flex or wide receiver too. But let's talk about these wide receivers or running backs for. Arizona. So we have Chase Edmonds, who's the guy who's getting pass and uh, targets in the offense, and he's also their kick returner. If your league has kick return points, that's really vital for his value. So I, in our league, I think that Chase Edmonds is the better running back in this committee because Kenyon Drake is good, and he's definitely their starting running back. But Kenyon Drake pretty much just runs the ball for the most part. He'll catch a screen every now and then, but if they're going to throw the ball, Edmonds is in on the pass sets. I mean, Drake has just proven that, at least so far this season, that he's just really there for maybe two or three targets a game. 
Yeah, he's definitely gonna and, run the ball. But he's gonna him. but he's gonna run the ball, you know, eleven to fourteen times for you know, around around forty to sixty, seventy yards, and maybe a touchdown. You know, I mean, gr- easily running back two numbers. But I think Chase Edmonds has proven to have those running back one numbers because he gets those targets. He's been hogging a bunch of targets from Nuke and from Christian Kirk. I mean, that's honestly why I think Nuke's not getting the major fantasy points that he was getting from the start because Chase Edmonds has been hogging it. And he's been getting those receiving touchdowns. I mean, I think last game he had six targets, five receptions, and a receiving touchdown uh, for you last week. Yeah, I have Chase Edmonds, and I pretty much just use him as if I need a flex for a week, and I'll put in Chase Edmonds because I have the both of the running backs in the Tampa Bay backfield, Leonard and Rojo, and then I have Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde. So if they have like a COVID situation that I can just – throw in uh, Edmonds or I could start one of my wide receivers at flags. So I like I like Edmonds more, but I still think there's good upside with uh, Kenyon Drake because he's going to run the ball. He's going to get touches. All right, moving on, though, let's look at the Dolphins-Jets game. So the Dolphins-Jets game, uh, if they start Tua, which I think they should, uh, I think they're, they should – there's no excuse to lose this game. Dolphins are the better team. They're going to New York, but there's no fans in New York, so it should be a scrimmage against an Owen. What are they now? Owen nine, Owen ten. I think they're Owen ten. Yeah, they're terrible. They should win this game. Uh, if if Tua falls behind uh, by a decent margin, I think it's fine to bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think they'll come out flat like they did against Denver. Denver actually does have a really good defense. And uh, <clears throat> Denver's just got a lot of people hurt, and it's mm-hmm. tough to play in Denver with the altitude and all that. I yeah. think that they'll bounce back well against the Jets. Yeah. I'm plus the, I mean, if they start to it, which they, you know, I agree, they they should start to. I mean, you got so many weapons on the Dolphins. You know, Devontae Parker, honestly, I think is a low end wide receiver one with yeah. two in. Uh, Preston Williams when he's when he's healthy. You know, Jakeem, I, like I like Jakeem Grant too. Yeah, Jakeem Grant's a beast. I mean, he's, I mean, I mean, their team is pretty stacked. And, you know, you got Miles Gaskin coming back from injury. You got Ahmed. Yeah, uh, this the running Salvan back. Ahmed. That, oh, I think it's Ahmed is how you say Ahmed. it or whatever. Yeah. So Salvan Ahmed has been the guy who's coming in uh, since Gaskins is hurt. And he's been getting touches. He's getting been getting receptions, targets. Uh, he's he's been balling for uh, uh, as Miles Gaskins backup. And um, they they they've been having Jordan Howard as inactive. Uh, Breida still hasn't touched the field. I guess. I mean, we we haven't seen much of Breida all season. But I mean, they might keep the Salvon Ahmed guy in. For the rest of the season as an RB two, when uh, Gaskins comes back, because yeah, it seems like they really like him. Yeah, and uh, also with the <clears throat> Dolphins, I mean, if you're streaming or if you just want to keep a defense for the rest of the season, honestly, I mean the Dolphins' defense. Yeah, they're young and they fly freaking, around the field. They are freaking good. <clears throat> you got Van Ginkle. He honestly he had a, a force a force strip and a. Fumble recovery for a touchdown last week. And uh, 
they have Van, not Van Der Esch. Kyle uh, Van Noy. Uh, yeah, they got Kyle Van Noy uh, from the <laughs> Patriots. Uh, Byron Jones from Dallas. He has the most interceptions this year in the season. Uh, this Dolphins defense is honestly, honestly a defense you should probably keep for the rest of the season. They're showing that they're one of the top defenses in the league, if not top five. Yeah, and especially, like we said, going up against Joe Flacco, there's no LaMichael Pirine. He's injured for the Jets, so I really don't know what to tell you about this Jets fantasy outlook. Like, it's just all bad. I, I mean, mean, if you Chris Hernan is probably the only, like, maybe yeah, I would throw Denzel Mims, if you're, like, really desperate. If you're in deeper leagues, too. Yeah. yeah, We're in a good mood. It's Thanksgiving, so let's not talk about the Jets anymore. Just start Dolphins players against them. Mm, but we got to <laughs> stay in a bad mood. For for the Giants and Bengals. Well, but, I'm uh, in a bad mood for the Bengals. Uh, my guy Joe Burrow bit the dust his last week, so yeah. it's tough. That was tough to see. Um, we have, we hope for the best for Joe, and hopefully he he'll get better. And we we're coming to the end on this uh this first part of the episode, but I just want to say that if there's anybody who can come back from an injury is with their mentality, it's the mentality that Joe Burrow has. Joe Burrow. Uh, he's he's been mentored by Drew Brees. Drew Brees hurt his shoulder. Didn't think he was gonna play again. He came back. Uh, there's really no question about if Joe Burrow is gonna play again because we just know uh, he's the man. He's not gonna quit. He's coming back, and we're gonna see a, a better Joe Burrow. And that man's got a long, long career ahead of him. So we're gonna end it right here for the first half and come back with the rest. And see ya. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. All right, so we left off talking about the Giants and Bengals matchup this Sunday, and <clears throat> what are we looking at for the Bengals now without Joe Burrow? I mean, you're looking at this Finley guy. I mean, he's showing that he could, he can sling the rock. He's showing he, that he can, he can make decisions. We just, we don't know what happens yeah. when he decides not to be risk averse. Yeah, I mean. He's been so risk averse that you know all the all the Bengals wide receivers are kind of he kind of keeping their numbers. You know, I mean yeah. T Higgins is probably still going to kind of keep putting up those high end wide receiver two numbers, maybe mid wide receiver two numbers, and Tyler Boyd's going to keep getting those low end wide receiver two wide receiver two numbers. Two numbers, but I think AJ Green's numbers are just gonna go to bed. Go yeah. to bed, like they're done. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen to AJ Green after this season. Uh, I, I think, mean, I think mostly they're gonna lean on Gio Bernard and Joe Mixon when he comes back. I mean, they need Joe Mixon to come back because they're with Joe Burrow. Like that man just put so much life into this team, and it's just. They it almost looked like they died after he left the game. Yeah. I was just like. I had Washington's defense, and I was heartbroken to see that happen to Joe Burrow. But at the same time, I was like, dang, I'm getting a boost in my defensive points now that he's out of the game because they just could not move the ball with Finley. I think I think with Burrow out, I think, his, I think Bengals are going to start making their move back down to, you know, high draft pick numbers. You know, they might they – might, Honestly, I think they're going to end off the year with the same two wins and the draw that they had at the start of the season because of this. I mean, it it like you said, it does look like they had the wind knocked out of them and that they were pretty much killed. I mean, 
I mean, you got Ryan Finley in there, but he's all. I don't think he'll. I don't think he has the the grit to stand in there and take those Joe Burrow esque hits that yeah. Joe Burrow can take. And it, I mean, it, especially against New York's defense, New York doesn't have a terrible. The Giants don't have a terrible defense, so I mean, it's 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 a questionable situation for the Bengals, and it sucks honestly because like last year they were the worst team in the league by far, and they weren't even trying to be. This year, they were actually not the worst team in the league. They had some fire, even though they weren't great. And then Joe Burrow goes down, and they're back to possibly being the worst team in the league again. I mean, with Joe Burrow, I mean, it was they were just proving that with Joe Burrow, if he can get the ball out in time, they have a chance. I mean, mean, that's what Joe Burrow was proving. I mean, the O-line – like Stephen A. said, the O line is the only reason Joe Burrow was losing games. Yeah, the O line. Yeah, I mean, their seems- defense. Their defense is not bad. They have a good run defense. Their secondary's okay. I mean, they all they can. Literally, all it is is they can't move the ball because they don't have an off- offensive line. Yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow can't get the ball out. I mean, I think he. I think his average this season, this entire season, uh from snap to ball thrown has been around three seconds, maybe less. I mean, that is insane. Usually that's around four to five seconds. I mean, there's and there's a big difference between, you know, adding that extra second in there, a huge difference. And so, I mean, it's – Best case scenario, honestly, is the Bengals don't win another game. And I'm not mad at the Bengals for not – protecting Joe Burrow like like you're seeing on ESPN and all these hot take shows. I mean, the Bengals were working with what they had. Joe Burrow was working with what he had. Exactly. The was working with what bad. Had, yeah. And they were making it work to an extent. Um, it really sucks. They need to draft a, 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 an offensive lineman next yeah. year. Yeah, like just a bunch to, of them. Yeah, Make just free agent moves, get rid of – AJ Green, free up some cap space, mm-hmm. gets get some O lines, protect yeah. our guy, yeah. man. Just 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 to be clear on how bad this O line is, the play that Joe Burrow got hurt on, it was after- there was his his offensive tackles were getting outflanked by the DNs and a running back was one on one with a linebacker, the and center, the center was nowhere to the be. The center found. was still at the line of scrimmage holding his dick. Like it's a, that was terrible. Like, that was a terrible un- block assignment. play. But like, that should never yeah. that should never happen. The running backs for once should never go one on one with the, a linebacker at least for at least as long as Gio Bernard held him. I mean, Gio Bernard held his own at least from what I saw on the video. Held his own for at least a good bit of time, you know. Yeah. You know, gave as much time to Joe Burrow as he possibly could. I mean, but if he would have had that center there to help to help out, I mean, gee, Joe Burrow would probably had all day to throw, maybe, yeah. maybe. But like, I I don't know. But on the other side of the ball, you got the Giants, and uh, you know, you got Wayne Gallman and. Daniel Jones, that's pretty much the only good fantasy options that you see over there. Try your luck with Darius Slayton again. Uh, I wouldn't try with – I mean, I like Golden Tate. He's still a veteran. But, I mean, against this defense, hey, man, just – if you can, mm-hmm. if you got to start him, go ahead. If your league's that deep where you got to start Sterling Shepard or Golden Tate, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not a terrible so, week. 
right now and right now the Giants situation at running back is Daniel Jones, yeah. <laughs> the quarterback. He's their leading rusher. Leading rusher, but also Wayne Gallman has proven that yeah, you know he he's up. no longer fumble adverse anymore. That's what he's that's what he's shown. He's shown that he can actually handle the rock and he can score touchdowns. I mean, he's showing I, I think low end ru- running back two numbers. So uh, what do you think? Do you think he's earned a few more touches when Devontae Freeman comes back in? Yeah, Wayne Goldman's not bad. He's gotten a, that's one of the guys I feel like has gotten a bad rep in the league because he hasn't really done anything when he gets in, but he hasn't really every time he's had to come in, it's either been for a bad Giants team, he's run behind a batter line, or it's when Saquon gets hurt and he has to they know they're that that's their run game. Um, the Giants are interesting. We'll see how this game plays out. Uh, you're, you, I, I'm, I'm not opposed to starting Wayne Gallman, though. All right. Now, moving on, we got Titans-Colts. Titans at the Colts. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a very interesting game. We got I the number going- one defense in the <laughs> league going against one of the top running teams in the league. Yeah, so they played each other two weeks ago. And uh, I think it was a Thursday night game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, usually, and, usually not a good yeah, game. Colts beat down the Titans, so Titans bounced back with a big win against their out of division rival, in the Ravens. Uh, the you saw, I don't know if you saw Kirby, but uh, you, I don't. You remember last year when Mark Ingram came up there and said, "Big trust, Lamar Jackson, MVP." You got yes. a problem? Talk to me. Did you see what they yeah. did on Tennessee? One of their safeties got up in the booth. He's like, King Henry, MVP. You got a problem with it? Talk to me. In the flesh. And he pulls up. uh, Derrick Henry walks up. It was pretty cool. It was. It probably pissed off some Ravens fans and players, but they're just having fun with it. But I think that the Titans got their sauce back. I think they got some defense. Their defense is working with them. If they can, I think they they just have to stop the Colts offense. Yeah. If you can stop the Colts offense, you can beat them. This is honestly looking like a early thousands esque New England uh, Patriots team. The Colts? Uh, no, the Titans. Oh yeah, with, I mean, with their with their with their run with their run game and how they yep. use the run game for the play action. This is looking om- om- almost just like that. I mean, they're using Derrick Henry. I think honestly will have one of the most amazing careers for a running back in the league for a long time. I mean, he's a bruiser he's that has the agility of like Devontae Freeman. Yeah, he's a running back the size of Von Miller. Like it's unfair, really. It's, it really is unfair. And then they're using him to throw touchdown passes to Johnny Smith like Brady did to Gronk or throwing deep balls to A.J. Brown like Brady did to Randy Moss. Throwing it at the eight-yard line to A.J. AJ Brown and then having A.J. Brown just bulldoze into the the end zone. They're so powerful. Like, they're such a powerful team. Johnny Smith goes up and get it. A.J. Brown goes up and get it. And then you got Henry just running it right down your throat. And then they have Corey Davis who can get in between the – uh, linebackers, I really think that this Tennessee team is one of the best in the league. They've think, just been inconsistent through the regular season. Uh-huh. In the playoffs, they're going to be a problem like they were last year. I think uh, I think all they need to shore up right now really is their defense. I yeah. mean, Malcolm Butler, I mean, he's shored up a little bit, but he's still kind of 
uh, risk averse over top and proving that he can get mossed on or even burnt. So, I mean, we'll see how that goes. But on the other side of the ball, you got the Colts. And Colts, number one deep defensive team in the league. They are holding it down over there in Indianapolis. And Phillip Rivers proving to be one of the – still proving to be one of the greatest game managers in, in the history of football. I mean, he's delivering the rock. Yeah. I mean, it's – I mean, he's not scoring touchdowns, but he's moving the chains. I mean, he's being a game manager, not really a fantasy and that, uh, option. But, you know, for the Colts, he's being what they need right now. That's why this game's going to lie. For the Titans, this game's going to lie on Tannehill's shoulders because he has to be the game manager. He's They're not going to win this game by just handing it to Derrick Henry every time. Like Tannehill's really got to find the open guy. He, he can't throw picks. He can't turn the ball over. Tannehill's got to win him this game and by managing this offense right. Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> for the Colts, I mean, I don't really see any other fantasy options. I like I mean, Michael I mean, Pittman. Michael Pittman's looking pretty good. I mean, uh, what's his name? Zach Pascal. He's still looking decent for deeper leagues. I think T.Y. is almost droppable right now. I mean, yeah. he's not proven that he's really fantasy relevant. <laughs> but, I mean, still proven to be a very dangerous asset to the to the Colts team. Now, their running game, they have Naeem Hines, who's been balling. He's an energetic little guy. And then they have Jonathan Taylor just pounding the rock. Who do you like more out of those two? Honestly, right now, I like Naheem Hines. Like here, and here's the reason. I think right now is they're right now they're trying to save Jonathan Taylor for you know later. They're trying, you know, they're still giving him the rookie rushes and putting him in there early. But they're trying not to get him hurt, you know, because yeah, you know, there's been a lot of rookies go down this year mm-hmm. because they've been put in early and you know they, you know, people get hurt. That's just that's how that's the game of football. People get hurt. So I, I like Naheem Hines. He's proven that he's uh, longevity-wise can can handle the beating, and you know he honestly is that spark plug that yeah. that that team needs. I mean he's so I like the Edmonds situation. I feel like Jonathan Taylor's a little bit more consistent than Kenyon Drake, but uh, Naheem Hines is definitely the guy who's going to be catching the ball out of the backfield. And, I mean, he's proven that he can pound the rock too, though. <clears throat> yeah, he's. I think Naheem Hines is the number one guy, but uh, Jonathan Taylor has definitely been one of the best r- rookie running backs this year. And moving on to the next game, let's talk about another really good rookie running back, the Jags, James Robinson. Ooh, you yes. know, that's my guy. Uh, yeah. So they're playing at home against the Browns. Hopefully, there will actually be some good weather in a Browns game this time. It's They've had weather delays like the last three weeks or something like that. Um, but the Browns have been playing really good football, and it hasn't been all Baker. It's been their run game. They got Nick Chubb back. Nick Chubb's pounding that rock. And then you got Kareem Hunt. He's pounding that rock. But the thing that's different about their running game that I like so much is that they are they both catch the ball out of the backfield when they need to. They're both very reliable in fantasy and in game situations. Um, and they're, they're both like – Honestly, they were both top. They should have been first round picks in uh, in the draft. They're just that good. Kareem Hunt's a beast. Nick Chubb's a beast. If you have them both, you're starting them both. Um, that they're 
That's what's going to take this team to the playoffs if they get there for the Browns. Uh, they just they run the ball really well, and they if this should be an easy win. It's a win that they need because if the Steelers beat the Ravens, then it's the Browns still in that wild, wild card, card spot. spot. Yeah, yes. and uh, the Browns. They're honestly proving they can shot. I mean, Baker Mayfield is still proving to be not be the most reliable passer. I mean, missing Austin Hooper in the end zone for an easy touchdown, in my opinion. I mean, should have had Austin Hooper in the end zone. But still, I mean, still can get those passes down there. But, yeah, it's going to be Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, I don't think I really see any other fantasy relevance. Maybe Austin Hooper. Maybe Rashard Higgins, but that's about it. Uh, even yeah, even Juice Landry took a took a hit with this run game. This run game is just that unbelievable. Yeah. But on the other side of the ball, we got another run game. We got James Robinson, the rookie, mm-hmm. playing for the Jags. So this man is yeah. top five right now in fantasy points. You want to talk a little bit about that, Jackson? Yeah, I mean uh, James Robinson. He's just he's a superstar. Honestly, I mean he's. He is the spark on our offense because, I mean, we got, what, Mike Glennon starting now at quarterback? Like, like he's better than Jake Ludden. Like, come on. Like, we just – we have problems at the quarterback position. Um, <clears throat> so, it's obviously going to be another James Robinson game. I mean, that's the only way we can move the ball against Pittsburgh last week. Um, DJ Chark's an animal. Uh, you have uh, – um, Keelan Cole. Yeah, Keelan Cole slipped in my mind, but he's he's always going to be good. But they, we just played against the undefeated team last week that tore us apart. I mean, that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a better fantasy day for everybody all around, except for the wide receivers. Uh, really, I mean, honestly, it's just going to be James Robinson if you're starting a Jag. Mm-hmm. Um but on the other side of the ball, like we said, this is the running game for the Browns. If you need to start a wide receiver, it's Jarvis Landry. And uh, you can start – I like Austin Hooper as the tight end. He's not bad. Um, let's move it on to the next one. We have the Panthers at Minnesota face the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I got some I got some questions about the Panthers because <clears throat> this involves actually a bunch of people in our league. So, uh, Slaughter just got – traded Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson for the first five weeks in fantasy was proven to be a top five wide receiver, maybe top 10 wide receiver uh, in fantasy. I mean, first five weeks was absolutely popping off. But since then, has not broken above 10 fantasy points. On the other side, on the other side of the ball, I have DJ Moore. First five weeks, didn't really do much. Only had one game above 10 fantasy points, and it was a 16-point bomb. But since then, has popped off for four more games, all above 11 or 12 fantasy points. Even had a 20-some-odd fantasy point game. And somebody who's also on our waivers right now, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel has proven that in the past seven weeks now – that this guy has major fantasy relevance. That he's kind of boomer bustish, but more boom than bust. I mean, who do you really think is the wide receiver one over there in Carolina right now, man? Um, I don't think there is one really, but I, because like so far this season, 
<clears throat> like you'll see a big game from uh, DJ Moore, and then you'll like see DJ Moore get two catches, and then Robbie Anderson has a big game. Like I think you just gotta kind of see who the quarterback is. Uh, if you go on uh, ESPN's fantasy app, has a good section where you, every week they'll show who's the uh, cornerback wide receiver matchups. Check that out and just pretty much see who uh, Carolina's playing against every week, who the other team's cornerbacks are. Um, this week they get, they get Minnesota. Minnesota's Minnesota. had a very bad pass defense. So just see who the better cornerback is and who's probably going to be shading who and make your decision based off that. Because, honestly, I think all three of them are good. Um, Curtis Samuel, I haven't liked him since he came into the league pretty much. Like, he hasn't really – in fantasy because he just hasn't produced. When he gets on the field, he produces, but he just hasn't been consistent. But this year he's been really good. I like Curtis Samuel if you need him. But I think that the top two are uh, – I think Robbie Anderson is the number one receiver on the outside. But uh, DJ Moore is just that good of an athlete, and he just he, – he's so good. He's so – He's so effect. The offense is so effective when you get him the ball. Yeah, exactly. I think, but also with Curtis Samuel, I mean that dude honestly has been a rat for touches right now. I mean he's been grabbing every single touch that he possibly can, rushing attempts. He's been a good I touchdown think, guy. And yeah, he's been getting rushing attempts, been getting those uh, targets. I think uh, maybe even gotten like a pass attempt in there, maybe once or twice. Yeah. I mean, not, yeah, he's been everywhere. Honestly, so I think I'm, I would say Curtis Samuel is a, at least a decent flex play. And they're getting Teddy Bridgewater back this week, too, so that should be good for all yeah. three of their uh, outlooks. Exactly. <clears throat> um, But what else you got for this game? For this game, I mean, on the other side of the ball, you got Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Hold on. And I was going to do a got, little stat. Yeah. You got so, Dalvin Cook in there. I mean, yeah. obviously, one of, I think the best running back in fantasy, probably the best running back in the league right now. I mean, he, he's proven to just be a hoss. But also, uh, Kirk Cousins has been tossing the ball around to Justin Jefferson a bunch, dude. Justin <clears throat> Jefferson has been popping off. Yeah, so Justin Jefferson has the um, – he has the most yards on 20-plus yard throws, which is 407. Second is DK Metcalf, if that tells you anything. And if you went a uh, total number of 20-plus yard receptions, uh, Stephon Diggs has 21, and Justin Jefferson is second with 17. So this offense has been really booming. It's the defenses that, that they're problem. And I don't know why they traded away – uh, Giannis and Gakwe right after they got him, but I mean he's a former Jag, so I mean I like me some Yannick and Gakwe, but that their their defense did not get better by doing that. Like they're that's still holding them back. Um, I mean Dalvin Cook's been killing it all year. I mean you're obviously gonna start him every single game. Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson here, been killing it all year. Most rushes gaining a first down all season. Dalvin Cook has 58 in first, and then Derrick Henry has 54. These stats are being pulled from PFF, by the way. If you don't know, go check out PFF on Twitter. It's just at PFF Pro Football Focus. They have they have a lot of really good in depth stats that show how good players actually are when they break down 
actual and on time on on field football plays. So uh, this I, I like starting all my uh, Vikings. I mean, you start. Uh, so Thielen's been balling. He's been catching a ball. Mm-hmm. He, Thielen looks He's very good in now. Fantasy right now. Yep. And then uh, uh, and Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. I think the Kyle Rudolph days are over, and I'm going to tell you why. They've been really grooming up for three years as Irv Smith guy. He's out yeah. of Alabama. He's their tight end. He's he's been running the most passing routes out of all the, the out of the tight end position all year. Uh, if you really need a tight end who can maybe win your league, if you really need him, if you like your team is balling, but you just need that tight end slot to be filled, uh, go ahead and grab Irv, Irv Smith. I like Irv Smith. They don't throw enough for Irv Smith to be a consistent tight end right now, but he will get you some good points if you need him. Mm-hmm. And moving on, I want to look at the Raiders Falcons game. Honestly, going to be probably a blowout. <clears throat> it's either going to be a blowout or a shootout. One, of, one or the other. I mean, Matt Ryan has easy to proven that he can sling the ball or absolutely choke. It is it's one or the other. I mean, the Falcons are just finding ways to lose this season. Yeah, and I really like the Raiders this season, too. I mean, the Raiders have been balling all season. Uh, their offense is really good. Their defense is not quite as bad as Minnesota's, but they have a they have a really good offensive system. I feel like Derek Carr has been disrespected since he's mm-hmm. been in the league. Um even that year that he was good, I felt like they were showing off. They were talking more about Khalil Mack, and Khalil Mack's great, but Derek Carr just has sauce, man. Like you see him sidearm it, drop a dime over the, um, over the cornerback on the left side. He hit the he hit the he hit his checkdown man on the sideline, sidearm over a defender. That's the same pass that uh. That Who Patrick was, Mahomes usually throws. Yeah, but somebody threw a pick Carson, just like yeah, that. Yeah, Carson Wentz Carson threw, the, Wentz, threw yeah. the exact same pass and threw a pick. Yes, throws a pick. And then Derek Carr just sidearms it against uh, the defending Super Bowl champs like it's nothing. Like, Derek Carr is a beast. And uh, he's got the Raiders in the, headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. He's a great leader for that team. I think he's, And I think he's honestly making uh, Nelson Aguilar very fantasy relevant right now. Yeah. More, he's, he's showing – to be very boomer bustish, but I mean he, Nelson Aguilar is making a very good comeback in fantasy uh, after being traded away from the Eagles. I mean the dude got a bad reputation for dropping for dropping a pass, and the Eagles fan just gave him hell for it. Yeah, he became you, a meme on the internet. You can't slip up on anything when you're playing for the Eagles. So, so um, but ever since he got traded to the Raiders, man, I mean he's proven to be that deep ball threat for them. If it's not him, then it's Darren Waller or Josh Jacobs out as a check out as a check down man. I mean, otherwise, I mean Henry Ruggs is not really doing much. He's honestly been a fantasy uh, disappointment this year, in my opinion. Yeah, but um, it's pr- it's pretty much going to be the same thing as usual for the Raiders fantasy stars this week. Uh, you're uh, if you need a quarterback, Derek Carr's there. Don't feel scared to start him. Uh, it's going to be Darren Waller. Nelson Aguilar, if you need a flex wide receiver, and uh, Josh Jacobs is your bell cow back. You should always be starting mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs. On the Falcons, you know, of course you're going to start Calvin Ridley. That you man know, is – Especially with Julio possibly yeah. being out. Yeah, and <clears throat> I mean I would still save up on Julio. I don't I don't know how long he's going to be out. So, I mean, if, you, if he's, if he's going to be back for uh, 
the end of the season, then I would save him for championship weekend at least. I mean, that Julio is always clutch, especially at the end of the year when he needs to make a, uh, a playoff push and try to get the Falcons to the playoffs. He's always clutch. Uh, but moving on, look at the Ravens and Steelers before uh, this second part ends. Uh, Ravens finally found themselves running back just to have them go on COVID reserve. Yeah, so this is this is what I was wanting to talk about because I, I've been watching this game for so long and I'm talking about Ravens-Steelers games. And just because like I've always thought they were just the two blue blood good defenses just dirty just hit you in the mouth teams and whenever they play each other it's always a bloodbath oh yeah so i mean and th- this game like i said the browns are looking at a wild card potential if the ravens lose here that's big for the browns if the ravens lose here it's probably over for the ravens cuz they're not winning the division they're not they're not they're not, the Steelers aren't going to flop that hard, I don't think. The Browns have a chance to, but like they the Browns need, are proving that they can be really good. They need to beat the Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers are ten and zero. It's time. They're it's time. They're due for a loss, and the Raider, the Ravens really want to give it some, but the Steelers really do not want to give make their first loss be to the Ravens. Yeah. This is going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be hard hits. It may be bad weather. Um, it may be a little bit of a sloppy game too with the rescheduling and all that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we we'll got, see. I mean, both of these defenses right now are top five, top five in the NFL and in fantasy <clears throat> at the for defense for, for defensive. Well, I mean, like Ravens got Patrick Queen, uh, he, he seems to be breaking it down as a rookie this year from LSU, and on the other side of the ball, Minka Fitzpatrick picking off, picking off QBs like he always usually is. TJ Watt balling. TJ Watt balling. I mean, these deep. I think with this defense, with these defenses, I mean, you're gonna see uh, you're gonna see Mark Andrews yeah. take a drop in, in in fantasy production. You're gonna see Marquise Brown taking even more drop in fantasy production than what he's already been doing. Lamar oh. Jackson's probably gonna be the same way, especially. With, I'm probably uh, gonna start Claypool in this one, but I'd, I would definitely be cautious about starting these guys just because of how big of a defensive matchup this is. I mean, this is gonna be hard hitting for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, if honestly, if I if there was a if there was such thing as a concussion alert button, I mean, I would push it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a tough game, rivalry to the max for sure. Yeah. I like starting uh I still like starting Big Ben though. I mean he's if you need a quarterback, quarterbacks are pretty slim this season. So I mean start you some Big Ben if you have to. I'm still starting Lamar over Big Ben though. Lamar's still has just has that rushing upside. Mm-hmm. Lamar's uh, it's hard for me to doubt Lamar, you know. He, as bad as he's been this season, he still hasn't been bad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I like Gus Edwards. He's gonna get the uh, he's gonna get the workload. I just don't know if he's gonna have the running room to be successful. And then Steelers running backs, I, I'd stay away from James Conner. But if you had to start him, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. Start him. Uh, Juju and Claypool, those are the guys. Uh, I'd, I'd Deontay Johnson's a toss up. 
Uh, I toss him up this week. I mean, it, I would honestly Ebron. probably bench him. I would honestly probably uh, bench him. I might go with Ebron. Honestly, they they might try to hit Ebron in the flats or something. He may be open. So. Yeah, but I, we'll after this break, we'll come back and talk about the the last five games. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. We're going to close out this third part of the video by starting off with the Saints and Broncos game. Uh, it's probably going to be Taysom Hill back at the helm. He balled out last week against the Falcons. He did his thing. He looked, honestly, way better than Drew Brees probably could have looked. Let's be honest. I mean, he was running the rock. He had a cannon on him, and they beat down the – Falcons. One of the most impressive things to me, though, was how the defensive played against a really good uh, Falcons offense. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Saints fan at heart. Always, always will be a Saints fan at heart. Uh, and watching that game was honestly kind of bittersweet. You know, knowing that, you know, you see Taysom Hill ball out. You know, when you see that, you know Drew Brees that uh, within next year, the year after, he's he's on his way out the door. But, you know, the, the future looks bright. I mean, you got Tays- Taysom Hill had two rushing touchdowns, uh, only had somewhere in the ballpark of less than 10 incompletions and over 200 yards. I mean, the dude was proving that he was a good quarterback and honestly uh, probably a quarterback that we might not see in a long time. The dude runs the runs the ball like a Derrick Henry does, runs he, like a bruiser. He runs like um... – he looks like he looks like Christian McCaffrey if Christian McCaffrey laid his head into people more. You know what I mean? He will yeah. just lower his shoulder and run people over. But he has the speed of McCaffrey. He has the arm, I'd say, of like he's got a like kind of like a Baker arm with a little bit more power though. I mean, dude, he's he's awesome, man. I like what I see from Taysom. I've loved Taysom ever since I saw him catch passes, block punts, return kicks, like do everything on the field. And then when I see him actually play really good quarterback at the next level, I mean, I knew he could do it at BYU, but that's BYU. Let's face it. He out, he's out here making really good plays as a quarterback in the NFL. And he played four quarters of good football against the Falcons and beat a division rival that's always going to play hard against them. Mm-hmm. Uh Julio Jones wasn't healthy last week. We know that. But this Saints defense looks a lot better than they did week two against Las Vegas. That was no fans in that stadium. Week two, they were still adjusting to everything. I like this Saints team, man. And for the Broncos, it's tough for me to think. I don't see the Broncos really moving the ball much against the Saints. So they might be able to. But I think their defense is just too good, and I think Taysom just mm-hmm. comes out again I with think, another good performance. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Saints team. I mean, they're gonna come out, come out. I mean, they might get hit in the jaw a few times because this. Let's be honest, this Denver Broncos defense is honestly not that bad with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller in there. I mean, they're proving that they can get to the quarterback and that their def- and that their secondary can hold their own. Uh, in the passing attack. So I think this is all going to come down to Kamara and Taysom running the ball. I mean, you know Taysom, you know Kamara can run the ball, so it, it's just a matter of Taysom can hold on to it. I mean, he's had a few fumbles this season. So, I mean, it's it, that's all pretty much what it's going to be. Uh, 
I think the Saints is going to have the Saints defense. They're going to have another good week in fantasy, in my opinion. I mean, Trey Hendrickson, the dude's having a Pro Bowl year, bro. That dude is having a Pro Bowl year. I think I think he has six, seven, maybe eight sacks already this year. I'm popping off, popping off of a team has more sacks than Cam Jordan, who's usually their best rusher. Uh, yeah, the Saints defense is really good, and um. I don't think they'll beat down the Broncos. I think that the Saints may make it a better game than it should be, especially since it's in Denver. Uh, Broncos coming off of a win. Mm-hmm. Um, the Broncos defense being kind of good. You know, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be around a, a two score game. Probably. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a defensive matchup. But I think the Taysom gives them the versatility on offense to be able to walk in and win, exactly. leap with a win. So. So let's move on from the Saints games. Go to the 49ers and the Rams. Uh, 49ers, they they just keep it keeps uh adding up that they just all the injuries that they have is adding up. Is I mean uh Brandon Ayuk going on COVID reserve now. George Kittle's injured. I mean I I think they're getting Raheem Mostert back at least. So at least they'll have that, and they'll be getting Debo Samuel back at least. A limited Debo Samuel well, off they, of injury. They need Raheem Mostert back, especially against the Rams, because they're going to have to get a running game going. And that's one of the best things they need to win. They always win when they have a good running back, pretty much. And Rams are the best, I think, the best run defense this year. The Rams are the best defense in the league. I don't care what stats say. They might not be first in all the stats, but they're definitely top 10 in the majority of the defensive stats. They have Aaron Donald on the defensive line. They have Ebukam on the other side of the D-line. They have Jalen Ramsey at corner. Jalen Ramsey at corner. And they have the Washington guy on the other end of the field, their other cornerback. They have good safeties. They have good linebackers. Everything they have is good. Like, this this Rams defense is so scary. And that's – um. That's honestly why I'm not starting Debo Samuel this week. Yeah, I mean – I think the Rams are going to win this game, but the Rams I'm scared of for Saints fans because they're just – that's why they're such a bad matchup for the Saints. That's why they're such a bad matchup for a lot of teams is because when they're consistent on offense, that defense is so good in between the trenches. And they are they have a good line that can run the ball most of the time. Um, they just they beat you in the trenches, man. Mm-hmm. They have such and good. If you, and if you try to spread line. it out out wide with screens or sweeps, I mean, you got Jalen Ramsey and that other and the other corner out there um, making plays, especially and especially with their safeties out there. So, I mean, with a team like like the Saints, I think the Saints give them a better matchup because of how versatile they are. I mean, Sean Payton schemes I think better than most coaches in the league and you know Taysom Hill is probably the most versatile player yeah in the league right now I'm starting Taysom Hill this week if I have him uh if you if you still need a quarterback this week like I have Josh Allen so last week I started Taysom Hill for Josh Allen but um uh I like I like Taysom Hill this week still as a start um for the Broncos against the Saints I like if you have to start Jerry Judy, start him. But I think that Noah Fan is going to be the better play out of that Broncos offense. And Melvin Gordon's been balling too, you know. So you start Melvin Gordon. 
But, but looking back at, to this Rams and 49ers game, uh, I really like Cooper Cup, man. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup and uh, Robert Woods. Robert for sure. Woods should be all, all. You should be starting them to whenever if you have either of them, start them every week because they're gonna get the targets. And last month, this Monday night game. Uh, Jerry Goff was so consistent. He went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady and beat Tom Brady at what Tom Brady does best, just consistently throwing the ball downfield, hitting his open guys, um, just making plays, man, like making throws. He That was one of the best games I've seen Jerry Goff play since that one he played on Monday night against the Chiefs that one year when it was just back and forth, back and forth with him and Mahomes. That's probably the best game that I've seen Goffin play. Mm-hmm. Like, just consistent, good balls. Uh, but on the downturn for the Rams team, honestly, who I think has become matchup and or scheme-based is that running – is that backfield for the Rams. Yeah. I mean, Daryl Henderson, I mean, he's sharing touches. He's literally sharing touches now with Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers. They're all getting the same amount of touches now. Uh, I honestly, I dropped them all there. I would say drop them all and maybe pick up Daryl Henderson or, or maybe Malcolm Brown for, you know, maybe a matchup, a good matchup week, but I don't think they have good matchups for the rest of the season. So I think they're easy. All three of those guys are easily droppable for the 49ers. Uh, I like Mostert if he starts. Yeah, I like, I like, I like Raheem Mostert. He'll have running back two. Uh, value and Jerry McKinnon will definitely have flex value. I think Debo Samuel's a sit. I mean, I think he's just going to be too limited. I mean, he's been off. I mean, he's been on and off of uh, that injury reserve so many yeah. times this season. It's insane. So, I mean, I would say watch Debo Samuel. If he pops off this game, then that's a good sign for things to come that they trust him and that he's probably going to pop off for the next few games, even when Brandon Ayuk comes back. Somebody's getting locked down by Jalen Ramsey. That's just how it is. Well, it's going to be Devo Samuel with Brandon Ayuk out. So, it's, yeah, Jalen Ramsey's going to get his. So, so. I, I got the Rams winning this game, too. I just think the Rams are that good of a mm-hmm. team. I think they've been getting better as the season goes on, honestly. But uh, let's move on to the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. We saw the Bucks lose on Monday Night Football. It wasn't their best performance, but – now they get a home game. <clears throat> well, they they were at home last well, Monday. Now they get a home game versus defending <laughs> champions. My bad. I'm sorry. This one, I mean, I, I gotta still go with the Chiefs, man. Like they just Chiefs just have that offense. They've been playing together. They seem to have better chemistry. Mm-hmm. Bucks have good players, man. Players aren't the problem. They just gotta get the chemistry right. So um, here's here's what I here's what I think with this with the Buccaneers. You mean you got Tom Brady and. I'm starting to give Tom Brady more respect uh, now. Now that he's in my or my Saints division, and he's proven to hold his own and challenge my Saints for the top spot, literally pretty much with his effort. I mean, his defense is holding them together for a little bit, but Tom has actually led the, led their team for a few wins now. So I, I can actually see Tom's mentality in this. I mean, he sees the Chiefs, he sees Patrick Mahomes come in. And he sees, okay, this is a potential Super Bowl matchup. Exactly between us and them. This is and the Super Bowl's in Tampa Bay this year. So this yes. game's in Tampa Bay. So I think Tom Brady's is going to look at this literally exactly like he would play the Super Bowl. I he's, think so too. I think he's taken 
literally every precaution he possibly can, whether it is doing drill, doing silent drills by himself like Drew Brees does on his own, or you know going into film study. I think Drew, I think uh, Tom Brady takes this week very seriously. I think Mike Evans has a major boost in points, as well as Chris Godwin and uh, Rob Gronkowski. And I think even Rojo and Leonard are going to have good days. I mean, honestly, I think this is going to be a shootout-type game. He's going to have to get the ball to everybody. <clears throat> that's, that's what Tom Brady's good at. I mean, he proved that he can do that in, the, in a Super Bowl situation. Every single time he's been in a Super Bowl, I mean, he's proven that he can get the ball to everybody. And this is honestly a Super Bowl-esque-type game. Chiefs-Buccaneers is potential matchup, say, if the Bucks win the wild card for uh, uh, the NFC. So let's see how – I mean, I, I can't wait to see how they do. I think everybody has a major potential boost on the Chiefs' side of the ball. Uh, the Chiefs' defense, Yeah, I think they're going to be – I think it's going to be a pretty bad day for them. But yeah, on the offensive side of the ball, it's going to be pretty good. Don't be mistaken, though. These two defenses are very good. It's just I think that whichever defense makes – the most the best situational plays in the game, whichever defense forces the turnovers. Uh, I think both teams are really going to play this with a clear mind because they know how big this game is and how big it could be if they play it in the Super Bowl. I think that, uh, like they're like I said, they're both good defenses, but these are both good offenses too, and they're going to go at it. I can't wait to see this game. It's, uh, Sunday at 325, it's going to be the America's Game of the Week. So uh, that's going to be the one to watch for. But, uh, you know, your starters, uh, you you never sit Patrick Mahomes. You never sit Tyreek Hill. You never, you, never, you never not start Tyreek Hill. I mean, that yep. guy's proven to be – he's still proven to be that cheetah, man. Start Tyreek Hill, start Clyde. Uh, uh Travis Kelsey. Honestly, I think in deeper leagues you could probably start Lev Bell. Lev Bell's been getting them touches lately. Yeah, I like me some Lev Bell. And then uh, on the Bucks side of the ball, um, I'm going with Leonard this week. I like so, it. I like all of them, bro. I like all of them. Uh, I must sit Rojo, but I like Leonard. If you want to start both of them, go ahead because they're probably going to need both of them to beat the Chiefs. I, I like all the fantasy starters this week uh, for Tampa Bay. I like yeah. especially Rojo and Leonard. But Mike Evans, he's gonna he's gonna go from I think low end wide receiver two just because of end zone targets to they're gonna need Mike Evans out wide so he's gonna go wide receiver one. Chris Godwin always gets his targets. He's he's their their speed demon yep. uh, out there. And you know Rob Gronkowski, he always has a good rapport with uh, Tom Brady. So. Yep. I think you could start all three of those guys easily. You could easily start Tom Brady, Antonio Brown if you mm-hmm. need to. Uh, I think uh, I I do think they're going to need to use Leonard Fournette to really batter down the door because I think Leonard's better than that than Rojo personally. I mean Rojo is more of a shifty back, but uh, so I'd say give Rojo more flex appeal this this uh, yeah this game, and uh, Leonard Moore running back two standing. What's your pick for this one? It's a big game. Who you got winning this one? Uh, I think this is going to be close. It's going to be somewhat defensive, but also has a lot of offense in there, bro. I got – honestly, I'd say like 38, 35 Chiefs, man. Barely. I think they barely pull it out. 
Um, yeah, I can see that. Um, I think it's going to be like high 20s, low 30s. I got to go with the Chiefs, though. I mean, I'm, it's hard to go against Brady, obviously, but it's hard to go against Pat, too. Um, I just think they got more firepower and more chemist, better chemistry yeah. on the Chiefs team. All right. And moving on, got Bears-Packers. Yep, Sunday the night. The rivalry. Yep. So this game's in Lambeau. Uh, Bears may not have Eddie Jackson. He's on the COVID list. Um, so that, that makes me want to start Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you're going to start Aaron Jones. I don't care what defense he goes against. Um, I like Devontae Adams. Obviously, he's the man. I like Alan Lazard. I think that he, he's going to come back better. He got he got a, he got more targets to in the late uh, late part of the game last week. Again, it was his first game back against the best defense in the league. Granted, it's another good defense. They won't have mm-hmm. Eddie Jackson to show up that secondary though. So if you want to start uh, Alan Lazard, go ahead. Or um, even Robert Tanyan, personally. I like Robert Tanyan, man. He, he's been balling, and uh, he's he got him uh, 12 points in our league last week. So, yes, if you need to start Robert Tanyan, he's a very good tight end. Mm-hmm. Start that, man. But also then, but also with the Packers going against the Bears, I mean, I think this is going to be, honestly, kind of just like that, uh, that Ravens-Steelers game, bro. I mean, yeah. this is a rivalry that runs deep in the NFL. Ever since the NFL was created, you got the Bears and the Packers. I know a Bears, a Bears fan personally, and every single time this game comes on, every single year, he is up on his feet yelling. I, I mean, if he's doing that, then I know for a fact that I, I know for the fact the players are feeling it ten times, twenty times, twenty times more. I think it's going to be a very emotional game, very. High-powered defensive game. It's going to have to be from the Packers' end of the ball because you know Chicago is going to bring it with Khalil Mack. Yeah, the Packers' defense hasn't been great, but the Bears' offense has been atrocious this year. If their defense is going to play a good game, they're going to need some offensive uh, help. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know who's going to start yet. It will either be Nick Foles or it will be Mr. Biscay. So, um, kind of – I don't – I'm a little bit sketchy about starting Allen Robinson just because I don't know how it's going to go. Um, I'd sit Allen Robinson. That's what I'm doing because I just have better wide receivers I can start in place of him. Um, but I, I, I like Cordero Patterson, though. I like Cordero Patterson because of his versatility on the offense. Uh, you got David Montgomery possibly coming back this week. I don't know about that. I'd, I'd rather start uh, um, Cordero, say, especially yeah. if you get – Kick return yards in your league. Yeah, Cordero Patterson, is, he's proven to be one of the most dangerous kick returners right now uh, in the NFL. Uh, proven to be kind of like uh, kind of like the old uh, Bears returner. What's his name? Devin Hester. Devin Hester. He's proven to be almost like Devin Hester. That that it don't matter how deep in the end zone you kick it, he's gonna bring that thing out. And that man just has the stride, bro, and. Dreads like the Predator, bro. Like he's he's a. <laughs> that's he what it, honestly. That's what his nickname should be, bro. He he's should be the beast, Predator, man. I love. He's a beast. Talk about one of the best all-around football players in the league. Cordell Patterson is the man. If you if he's on your waivers, is a very good pickup. Uh, and on the Packers, yeah, and on the Packers side of the ball, I, I I agree with you. 
I like Devontae Adams being one of the best wide receivers in the league right now. Might honest might honestly show to be the best wide wide receiver in fantasy for the rest of the year if he's not already. Uh, but Robert Tanyan is a very good pick with Eddie, a very good wide receiver uh, tight end pickup. And I like uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling right now. Yeah, he had a fumble last week, but um, that guy he's he's proven to be one of. Aaron Rodgers' favorite deep targets right now. Yeah. I mean, he got one uh, pass that was called for pass interference on the defense that if he would, if he didn't drop it, I mean, it was in the bucket. If he didn't drop it, that was a touchdown. It was at least a 60-yard bomb touchdown, too, that Aaron Rodgers <laughs> threw up. So, I mean, I like Marquez Valdez-Scanling. He's getting the touchdown targets right now. Uh, and Devontae Adams, too. He's just he's that main target guy that Aaron Rodgers likes, and uh, for running back, obviously start Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams has a little bit of flex play now since he's catching those uh, catching those passes too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I, I I got the Packers winning that one as my mm-hmm. game pick. Uh, the Packers obviously just too good Packers, this season, yeah. even though they don't have a good that great of a defense. I still got Aaron Rodgers back. is having an MP, MVP type year. Of course. And uh, speaking of MVPs, the MVP front runner, in my opinion, even though I have Aaron Rodgers on my fantasy team, I love Aaron Rodgers, but I think that the MVP of this season should be and will be Russell Wilson and the Seahawks taking on the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. Exactly. Gary, what you got on this? What you think? So I want to talk about the lesser side of the ball or the lesser team before I get to – the the MVP himself, but let's so let's talk about Philadelphia. Uh, Carson Wentz right now is he's not proven to be that good of a fantasy option. I mean, he can kind of get out. He can, he can still get the ball out, but it's I mean that that offense is just not looking good. He can't seem to pass it. I mean, Miles Sanders is still fantasy relevant as a wide receiver or as a running back one, but. You don't really have much fantasy relevance anywhere else other than maybe Dallas Goddard and uh, Zach Ertz when he gets healthy. I mean, he's coming back. He's supposed to come back this week uh, for the Monday night game. But, I mean, other than that, Boston Scott maybe in deeper leagues, you could reach for him. I mean, that's a reach, though. I still like Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders is the best, most consistent fantasy option on that team. Yes, I like Miles Sanders still as a running back one, especially against Seattle. Uh, it's going to be raining in Seattle, or is it? At, it's in Philadelphia. It's in my Philly, bad. Yeah, yeah my bad. It's going to be raining in Philadelphia. It's we'll supposed see, to be. It's bad on weather. Monday, so it could change. By it then, could but, change, but uh, if it is raining, then you know they're going to hand the box. You know they're going to hand the rock to Miles Sanders. Yeah. you already know that. I like me some Fulgham, uh, even though Alshon's back. I, I think Fulgham's good, mm-hmm. man. Um, I like if I'd kind of wait on Zach Ertz before I start him if he does play, but um, yeah, that that Eagles offensive line is just what tears them, mm-hmm. what, what hurts them so bad because they don't have bad perimeter players. They don't especially have a bad J- running back, especially with Jason Kelsey now coming out. Yeah, I mean they just I mean, they that's just don't a, have that a is a line. that is a major dent to that O line. That is that is for one that's their center. They really need him. I mean, he he's the captain of that O line. So good at uh, run blocking. I would say honestly, has like a, a Jace, uh, uh, my bad, uh, Andrew Whitworth 
type rap for it. Yeah, Andrew and, Whitworth's a guy we know from your hometown in West Monroe. Uh, that's the man right there. As long as they got Whitworth back in, uh, they should be getting. Oh, well, he's playing for the. Um, he's playing for the Rams. For the Rams, yeah. I, I like Jason Kelsey. They, the Eagles just they're they've been too hurt up hurt up front this year. Um, but if we move on to the Seahawks side of the ball, you got the man. You got that <laughs> legend in there, MVP Russell Wilson. I mean that the Phillies defense. I mean, their uh, their run stopping and their pass and their pass rush is is pretty good. I mean, their their secondary could uh, could use a little help. The Phillies secondary, but you know, I think Russell Wilson has a very good game here. Uh, definitely more than what uh, this fantasy focus is saying, saying that he's going to get two hundred forty pass yards. I don't believe that. I believe he gets somewhere around two seventy to three hundred with three passing touchdowns, and he will get those rushing yards because that he's added that to his game this year. Uh, and he's honestly kept, I think, three wide receivers on his team, fantasy, fantasy relevant. relevant. Yeah. I mean, David Moore's the list, lesser of the three, but DK has just been a god this year. I mean, he's got to catch the ball better. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? He'll have a couple drops that just need to be caught, like, mm-hmm. but – DK's the man. You got to start DK. And then Tyler Lockett's just a walking human highlight reel, bro. Yeah. That guy is crazy. But let's talk about this running game real quick, though, because we got Chris Carson coming back. It's his first game, and Lord knows how long. I traded for him, and this is my first week. I finally get to use him. And uh, Carlos Hyde ran the ball very well last week, and Seahawks love to run the ball. You know that. So I'm going to start Chris Carson. Uh, he's coming in, especially if it's raining. You know they're going to probably try and give him the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's raining, honestly, I would say uh, Carlos Hyde, too. Even with Chris Carson being playing for Seattle, I would say Carlos Hyde would be uh, a good flex play if it is Yeah, Carlos Hyde looked good last week. He was really explosive, and that's not something I didn't expect to see with him coming off of an injury, but he looked very good. and. That, the Seahawks offense is just really good this year. I, I really don't think the Eagles have a chance in this game. They might be able to make it close. but uh, I think they'll get a few sacks. Maybe they'll have a fumble here or there. Yeah. I th- I definitely That's what I do fear for this game for Russell Wilson since he's on my fantasy team. He is my fantasy quarterback uh, this year. Uh, but, you know, that's pretty much the only thing I really have that I'm worried about for Russell is the fact that he could fumble the ball a few times. I mean, uh, Fletcher Cogs, he's, he's a very good pass rusher and he's a good run stopper for that Philly team. Uh, I think Garrett, or I think is his name on the, uh, the on the defensive end stuff. Uh, he's very good too. I mean, he knows how to pass rush very well. So, I mean, other than that, then, I see Miles Sanders having a very good day for Philly. Maybe Travis Fulgham. You know, Zach Ertz is Zach Ertz is going to be limited. You know, they're not going to throw him out there and get him re-injured. So they're going to use him a little bit, but they're not going to, you know, throw him into the fire. It's going to be Dallas Goddard. It's going to be uh, Richard Rogers out there catching the balls along with Travis Fulgham and then Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Toting the rock, yeah. So, so we're we. I mean, you already know we're 
gonna go for Seattle in this one. That's mm-hmm. the favorite, and that's our Russ is our guy. So uh, we got about three minutes left in this video. So let's go ahead and give us. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and give y'all our starts of the week and get out of here. Kirby, who you got for running back, quarterback, and wide receiver? Well, throw a tight end there too. If you want. <laughs> throw a tight end in there. He says. Uh, for quarterback, actually, I have two attack of a lower going against the Jets. Yeah, uh, this going to be, one. you know, the Jets. We already know the Jets suck. Yeah. So, you know, I got two attack of a lower going going against the Jets in there. Uh, easy, I think it's easily going to be a good game. Uh, Washington, I and uh, for wide receiver, I have Washington's own Terry McLaurin going against Dallas. Dallas is abysmal. Uh, pass defense sucks. And then uh, for running back, actually had De- uh, DeAndre Swift uh, coming back from injury going against the Texans. The Texans' defense isn't good. So, you know, give me DeAndre Swift. That dude's going to get 100 yards in a tutty. Yeah. All right. Well, I have uh, – for my running back, I got Dalvin Cook. I mean, he's going up against Carolina. They can't stop a nosebleed on the ground. And then uh, for the wide receiver, uh, I'm going to go with – I, I got to go with uh, – I don't want to say Justin Jefferson because I feel like I always go with Justin Jefferson as my uh, start of the week. But um, honestly, I'm going to go with Devontae Parker. Keep Stick with the Miami Dolphins. I like me some Devontae Parker against the Jets. And then uh, quarterback, I'm going to go with Josh Allen off of a bye. I feel like he's healthy. Um, I like Josh Allen uh, at mm-hmm. home against the Chargers. And then mm-hmm. tight end, I'm going to go ahead and give you a uh, – Hey, end. tight end, we didn't talk about him, but I'm going to close it out. Will Disley, all right? So, Greg Olson's hurt. Uh, I don't feel like Hollister's going to be the main tight end. Disley was balling last year before he hurt his ACL or whatever, and he's back now healthy, and he's the guy – and he's the main tight end for mm-hmm. us now. So, uh, that's going to be all for today. And hope you all enjoy y'all's Thanksgiving. And thank you all for listening. And come back next week when we have a new episode. Have a good one.